Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! And we're rolling. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The Big Ones. The Big Ones! Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical dilemmas to relationship problems to brain-busting moral question. No choices. The questions can be confusing to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Well, you like what you see, Nilo Nori. Sure. <laughs> you guys, we have such a good guest yes, today. Yes, she is a star. She's a shining star that shines bright above. This makes me so about the city. Nilo is a woman in the fashion world. She's a stylist. She's a. What's your title now? You work with Nike. I do. I'm still a freelance stylist, but you are you. You're like the head of the stylings of Nike shoots. Uh, not all night. They're, they shoot a lot. So just one project in particular, which is like their seasonal style guide. And Nilo has the best style. Yeah. Right now she's wearing camel toe shoes. I am. You guys Google those. Yeah. They're called Margella Tabbies. She also has like kind of like a, a neon green or what color I is that? I would say that's a yellow. Hold on, you guys. I didn't even show you the best <gasps> They've part. got zippers. Ugh. Okay, they zip across the so you knee. Can make it a capri. Oh my god! Wait, can you take them, them shorts? Yeah, you can completely. It's like those things back. What? in... What? They zip in two different places. They zip at the knee, so, yeah. and at the thigh. So they could. Oh my god! I see the shorts. Yeah, so wh- these are where shorts. did you get that? This I got for. I'm an online shopping addict, which is why I'm here, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, the, they're from Balenciaga, but I got them online. And I just got them tailored to fit me. Oh okay, my God. so where does one shop online for designer discount sales? Oh, wow. I don't know if I want to tell everyone. Well, How big is the audience? <laughs> it's not that not big. That big. <laughs> um, I really enjoy going on the real real, which is gently used designer stuff. It's really well priced. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you want new heavily discounted stuff, I go on Ukes, which is Y-O-O-X. Com. Okay, excuse me while I write this down. <laughs> yeah, and you can just you can just shop by size. Uh-huh. And what I always do is I put things into my dream box. And every now and then they'll send you like a little email alert being like, hey, everything in your dream box, go ahead and take an additional 30% off. Wow. And so it's even more. And that's clearance. on Ukes or is that on? That's on Ukes. So it I'm- hasn't happened to me on the real world. But you can have an obsessions category so you can keep on checking on the things that you like. Until they're discounted wow. enough for you. Wow. And wow, would you wow. say 
that it's better to buy, save up your money and buy a few high quality clothes that you really love as opposed to what I do. And I go to like Crossroads or Buffalo Exchange and I just like buy a bunch of crazy shit I don't even like that much because it's on sale. I think you answered your own question. (laughs) You got to mix the expensive with the cheap. I agree. And I don't think, I feel like sometimes I found gems at like Buffalo Exchange and Crossroads. I drop off my stuff there all the time. But I mean, I think at this point, none of us really need anything. At least I would imagine, right? Like you have enough to get you through a week. I wouldn't be so sure. I'm out of pants. <laughs> She's not wearing any pants right now. I have She's these all and out. a pair of jeans that are ripped in the crotch area. But Maria, you also don't like shopping. Well, I don't like shopping, but I also at the moment don't have any funds. Uh, funds. And um, so that's just, yes. I mean, I would love... I, I I would love to have style. Listen, what size are you? Because I have a lot of jeans. Uh, I'm a 25, 26. Great. You I'll heard it here. Stuff. You, you, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. And how much do you weigh? <laughs> I'm a cool... Do you fluctuate? Yeah, I don't, I don't... I haven't weighed myself in quite a while, but I'm usually around the 120 mark. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, good for you. That's healthy, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, your height and stuff. Yeah, I think that's actually probably um, a little bit underweight for because actually the weight to height thing is like kind of odd. It's a little bit odd. What do you mean? Um, It's just like uh, they. uh, So I recently got life insurance. I had to have a lady come to the house and like measure me and weigh me and stuff. And (laughs) wait a minute. What? uh, Yeah, they come to your house. They take blood. They ask you all these questions here. Yeah. Why can't you go there? I don't know. There was just some woman at my house at like 8 a.m. a couple weeks ago. She brought a little scale with her. Take off your pants and stand on the scale. I'm outside filming it. Anyway, but the weight, the weight to height thing is like, it, I think like 120 for your height is probably fine. But they would say for life insurance purposes, they would say you're underweight and it could have, it could make you pay more. Whoa. No, that's, that's not right. Cause it all depends on your build. Like some people weigh more, some people weigh less, but a lot of it, it doesn't mean you're healthier or Yes, no, less no, I'm healthy. a very unhealthy 120. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an extremely, I'm a morbid 120 is what I am. Mm. I'm definitely unhealthy also, I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm unhealthy, but in different ways, not to do with my weight. <laughs> it's more mental. Yeah, her mental weight. Her mental weight is do off they, the charts. Ha, how do they measure that? When they, they can't. Can- <laughs> Luckily, there is no way for them to know. Right. Um, so I, because the other day, this is something that really depressed me, and I've been really frustrated with my closet lately. Sorry, I'm trying to take off my jacket. Wow, and, and she's showing mic. a very yeah, nice little sweater vest. This is vest. cute. Oh, yeah, this is okay, but I, I just started to get depressed because before I went to Switzerland, I like you know before a trip you kind of like panic shop oh, of course um and so i went to buffalo exchange and i wanted like some tennis shoes but i didn't have a lot of money so i actually was at crossroads and i found these like light pink tennis shoes that i was like these are the perfect walking shoes um and they were like 25 dollars, and i think they were like a nice brand and i was like i hope these fit but they were like a full size too big for me but i was like I- i'm gonna buy them? them i just got them and it was one thing in switzerland walking around with shoes a full size too big because i'm anonymous <laughs> there but i can't wear them back here because i'm like i'm a 32 year old woman 
woman. Like, I shouldn't be walking around in <laughs> shoes of full ha- size. Why did you have to get those shoes? Because I was panicking. I was like, I need walking shoes. Did they not even, did they only have one yeah. size at the and, store? But there's, that's also like a walking shoe needs to fit comfortably. I it? know. Oh, no. Did you not have any other shoes that you were like forced? The thing is, I probably did. But and you know when you're like, this is Am I the only out? one who does this? Yeah, this is weirding me out because number one, you said pink walking shoes. Now you well, said they're, they're not size walking shoes. Too they're big. like little casual sneakers. You they're said not they're like... size too big. So I'm thinking of you with clunkers on. <laughs> well, like just lifting your knees extra high. <laughs> I just, that's a scary sight, honestly. I know. And Can I we see them. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you after this, but I'm like, I don't know why I even bought these. Another time before I went to Europe, this is a couple of years ago, I was running around looking for like heels for this one formal event I had to go to. Where? This is in Scotland. We went to a Kaylee. Uh. So anyway, I was like, I was like, got it in my head. I need like low comfortable heels right. that are like cute and like simple. <laughs> and I probably again had something I could wear, but I was running all around the gallery literally the morning oh, of the my ga- flight. That's- that will cause panic. Yes. And I had like 15 minutes and I was running into stores Ugh. and I was wearing these little J. Crew slides, these patent leather slides. And I just knew my feet were really hurting, but I was like pushing through, like oh, trying girl, on I shoes. Don't wanna I don't want to know. And then I was like running back to my car and people were giving me all these concerned and oh, weird no. looks. Oh, God. And I looked down at my feet. Were they bleeding? They were covered in blood. What'd you do? <laughs> I Is started sobbing. Oh, no. What had happened? My, I had, they were rubbing against the back of my oh, ankles. No. And, and you didn't my, feel the blood rushing down? No. Had you been trying on shoes with the blood? Yes. <laughs> so you left a Why trail are you of. That with a smile? She left a trail of bloody shoes around the Galleria. Aldo was never the same. <laughs> I was an Aldo. <laughs> That's it. I That's know a you were, mall girl. staple. I know you. But were. I'm trying to get better about this. This is a sick, a sick compulsion I have. Uh, God, yeah. Well, yeah. I'd like to see those pink clunkers. I mean, <laughs> I for sure have a shoe obsession. Yeah, Nilo and I used to live together, and she has a entire, and Maria moved out because of this. I, she had a tire. <laughs> there was no more room for me. She had a tire closet devoted to shoes, but it was a communal closet. But so I the cleaning supplies, the cleaning supplies had to go somewhere else. Uh, but they were, it's a very, but you, you collect shoes like you collect art. You keep them very I do. pristine and you don't, you know, it's an investment for you. Although, really, I thought like Beanie Babies were an investment for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know if the resale value yeah. for like a used size six shoe is. I don't know. You never know. Can I be so bold as to suggest that we continue discussing this and make this your personal big one? Your little big oh, one? Or nice. do you want to oh. talk about the car thing? Oh, uh, this is fine. I'm happy with this. To talk about like your how many yeah. shoes is too many shoes and yeah, yeah. I, I'm just interested in this. Yeah, I really do have a problem. So let me just let me set it up. So Nila, we like to start the episode asking our guest, do they have any little big ones? Something that happens to them during the week or whatever, or something just is, that's on your mind so we can help you with. Yes. <laughs> How many shoes is too many? Wow. Well, she was going in. She was going to say. I know, but I'll put before. that. I'll put that in the front of that just to mm. give people. Um, it just. It's. Did I mess up? I no. Just, no. You no. Did. You're perfect. Just yeah. Just say Don't yes. Worry, this will then... edit together. You. You won't even know you were here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So shoes, uh, Neil had a big collection of shoes. How many shoes do you have, Amanda? <laughs> I'm still wearing shoes from like eighth grade. Yeah? Yeah. I still have shoes from when I was in high school. I have... Um, so I'm, I don't like shopping, but I also don't like spending money just on, on clothes because I spend it on food. And so I, that's Maria's indulgence. All your money I think goes to nice food. Mm -hmm. I, I think you do that. And I think you tend to spend your money on experiences. Like you'll go to the movies or you'll go to a play. Yeah, not recently. I guess recently I've <laughs> really just been eating. <laughs> I've been eating. I've been eating a lot. My experience has been my eating habits. But I, you know, when I go on a shopping shoe spree, it's usually in a panic, like you were saying, Amanda, and it's at a DSW. Maybe it's it's running down. I remember these bags running the down the halls of like a off Broadway <laughs> shoe oh, <laughs> shoe warehouse. And picking up, like, a Jessica Simpson heel. And I'm not proud of that, but that's kind of where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just needed to get that out. I mean, I think that's better than me having this shoe problem. I I don't even think it just ends at shoes. I have, like... She uh, has a hoarding problem. I have a hoarding problem, and I also have, like... Uh, like I'm such a consumer like I cannot like if I see something and I even you say something I say, <laughs> see something, I, say something. I gotta have it yeah that's what I say I gotta have it excuse me officer I gotta have it I'll take two <laughs> whatever size yeah I don't care yeah I mean you but I also this is my line of work and in my head this is not factual but in my head I think I tend to justify these purchases by saying, one, likely I can write it off. Two, I can use it for a shoot. Probably not my shoes, although I do dress a close friend and she's my shoe size, so she borrows my shoes. So, like, they kind like, it is a part of my job, but, like, not to the degree in which, like, I need to be spending or buying this much, I don't think. And where are you purchasing your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, did hard she, ask, she, asked, she asked the hard-hitting questions oh, here. Oh, God. I mean... <laughs> I like now, now so we <laughs> where, where are you buying your shoes? Um, on the black market. <laughs> do you, you do the dark web? Um, I mean, are you just going no. into any old store? Do you have a s certain brand? I mean, I also love? work at a shoe store on occasion in Venice called Mona Moore, which is where my luxury shoe addiction began because the owner of that shoe store is so kind to her employees and she gifts you pairs from time to time wow and so once your feet go inside like a designer shoe and you realize like oh this is like a shoe and a heel and i won't get a blister because mm. it's so well made then you begin to see and understand why there is a different price point or why it is kind of like an art form like these were handmade in italy or like whatever the case may be yeah and then i get real excited and i haven't looked back I do like a cheap sneaker. I love Vans. The, now, some might say those aren't even cheap. To me, a, a van is <laughs> a van luxury. Is a luxury. Well, yeah. how much are they? Like, They're 40, like 40, 40, right? 40, 50, yeah. Yeah. About 40. 
What? How? Where are you getting cheaper shoes than this? H and M, maybe a twenty dollar. Okay. okay. Tar- Target. I mean, I I okay. only have a few pairs of shoes, and I I'm not really a shoe person. Like, I'd rather buy a shirt or something. Sure. But le- recently, I really started to appreciate <laughs> shoes. Like, I bought these little Haruta shoes. Yeah, you like them. You like those? And you've worn Japan. those to death. I wear them every single day. <laughs> you've worn them to the to, they're, they're falling apart. Yeah, but, they're they're dead. No, that's not what I meant. It's just like she's gotten a lot of use yeah, I wear of them. them with shorts I wear them with pants I wear them with a dress I wear them with jeans like and they're yeah, comfortable they're, for walking they're like, so comfortable um, so it's worth it yeah and I get all these compliments on them people really compliment shoes yeah well see my thing is is like I don't really spend that much money on other things like I'll go to Goodwill and get a t-shirt and then I mostly wear jeans but you're really good at picking out things like for Amanda's uh, wedding shower bridal shower you got just a shirt from Goodwill. Oh yeah, the sweater. Sweater from yeah, Goodwill, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it was like the coolest looking just like chic looking swank. It was like, just yeah, like a blank. A cashmere like navy nice sweater. Yeah, but it's not even big or like it fits you yeah, really fits well. Yeah, it's great. And she embroidered it. Yeah, and she put you, How did you you have a sewing machine? I did by hand. She embroidered it and she just wrote um, Mrs. Gorley? She wrote Lund with a line through it and then Gorley okay. above it. So and then she made any, that one, Is there too. anything more chic? I mean, honestly. I I mean, maybe that's the Ohio in me. I, liked, I like a deal and I still buy discount everything. I don't think I pay full price for anything. Wow. Like I refuse to. And you think that leads you... Because sometimes deals, I'm such a deal hound. <laughs> I feel like I get led she's astray. Yeah, she sniffs out the deals. I sniff out the deals. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> I'm... Officer, officer, there's a deal over here. Come I'll take quit. two. <laughs> I'll take one. Um, but I feel like sometimes I'm so into a deal that I'll buy stuff I don't even like. Yeah, I mean... Because it's so cheap. Or not even so cheap, just if I think it's a deal. Right. I mean, that I get caught up in that, too. I think that's natural. Like, when you go to, like, the grocery store, even, and they're like, you saved $20. Yeah, that feels like, so nice. It feels like a load off. But it's also like, I didn't save anything because I spent money. That's true, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I'll go... See, it's hard for me to spend $100 on... Uh, pair of pants right these mics are heavy <laughs> maria said we usually have mic stands yeah. but maria but I, said we yeah don't i said need hold them. them this is but if it gets too if it hard gets for too you heavy, i can go like, grab right. a mic. i swapped hands <laughs> you can go you can also like set it somewhere and then just talk into yeah. it this is good for me this is how unhealthy i am i know she can't even hold up what is this a pound it's um, probably about a pound <laughs> <laughs> but I have a hard time spending a hundred dollars. Cut that out! No way, we're not turning up the in. volume on that. But I can't. But uh, okay. So, but I'll spend a hundred dollars at Forever Twenty One online, and I'll buy like ten different things. Right? I know you do, but this is the fatal error. But that's because then it gives me more options. But then to those wear. those but they fall apart. Are, yeah. Yes, but then I have three outfits instead of one pair of pants. But here's here's my advice to you. If you were to take that hundred bucks, give mm-hmm. it to me. Yeah. Let me I'm just I'll I'll buy some <laughs> shoes for myself. Give me a couple weeks, I'll double it. <laughs> <laughs> She's off to Vegas. I take yeah. it to the pool hall. <laughs> I take it to the racetracks. That's my new thing. Um <laughs> I love the racetracks. I love it it's too. So fun. Um but no. I can coach you. But I think here's the thing, if you invest like on the real reel, for example, 
if you have a hundred bucks, you could probably buy two like designer pieces that will stay in your closet for at least 10 years and they won't fall apart. I hear that. I'd love, I'd love, see, I don't, yes, maybe I'll, next time you've got a free couple weeks, I'll go, because I don't want to bother you because I know you're really busy, but I'll go, hey, I've got a couple, you know, thou in the bank. Um, this is you wishful. Do? No, it's wishful. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> you're holding out on us. Uh, I got a thousand dollars. And I'll just say, hey, look around if you see anything. Yeah, I would love to because I really am a shopping addict and as yes, long I'd as love I love for you to yeah. pick, yeah, use that, put your addiction onto me. I would. Or remember you did, she did this shoot when we were living together and you had gotten all this stuff for like Urban Outfitters and then you were like, go through it because it was all my size and you were like, if you like any of it, then tell me and then I pay and then I paid you for it. But it was all discounted because you're a stylist. Right. And so then I was wearing those outfits for like three years that I got because Nilo had just went shopping for me, basically. And then I got to pick out. They were really cute. I know. I would love a personal shopper. Are you kidding? Yeah, I do really well when other people dress me. Listen, I love to spend money, especially when it's not mine. And I really do like dressing people. And I feel like I understand your style and your style. Describe our styles, please. Separately? Uh, I hope so. No offense. <laughs> I think you guys do have very separate we styles. Do. Well, Maria's like in my head. Yes. The stereotypical tomboy best friend that you hung out with in like middle school, like in your neighborhood. Like you would just like run around, like mm-hmm. you would throw your bikes on the curb because you saw a little salamander and then you would <laughs> You guys didn't yeah. do that? That's well, what we did in Ohio. Lizard, iguana, we would go to the oh, yeah. creek. Yeah, well, we didn't have a creek. But I had a Taco had... Bell in a park. <laughs> okay. Same water source. We had Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And we did have a Taco Bell, but people didn't go there. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. But so Maria's like, you know, going to be wearing the Converse, going to be wearing like the skinny jeans and then like a cool tee. And then when she's dressing up, she's going to wear like your 90s style sundress. Floral. Yeah, like ditzy florals. Um, Or she's going to wear something that has like a collar because she's like a little like preppier i would say wow when she dresses up and do you think i think you hit it the nail on the head and you think that's correct for what like like aspirational maria do you think that is who i am or do you think that maybe that's something i hide behind no i i like your style i think it's very true to you and i don't think you need to wear like an outfit like i'm wearing to look cool or anything like i like that that's your style Cool. So I'm like a tomboy, tomboy preppy girl next door. Yeah, and even Mm -hmm. if you're wearing like the sundress, you're still gonna be wearing like your Converse with it. Well, not I've I've I I, not I've actually stopped wearing Converse. You're into Keds, aren't you? Well, not recently. What are you wearing? I'm got these Adidas now. Oh God. What? You gotta be wearing the Nikes. She's the ambassador for Nike. Well, I was wearing my Nikes yesterday. But anyway, I, I do like a tennis shoe, but I have been wearing more heels uh, or maybe a wedge. I've or seen something. her in a wedge I like, recently. Yeah, I yeah. remember you buying some of those. I think that's cool, too. I've been growing up. Yeah. All right, yeah. now let's hear a man. I know she's dying to hear I it. feel like we have a psychic here. 
Like, it's just like, I feel like Nilo is a psychic. Should we change this? Am I like the medium? Yeah. It does feel like the same excitement I'd have by someone being like, your grandfather's coming through. He's got a message. He's got a message for you. telling you what kind of shoe you like. Just telling you that you've got a certain kind of style that Amanda's been wishing people would notice. All right. What is it? I'm nervous. What is it? Tell us what Amanda wants to hear. Before these mics came on, we did say that, or I mentioned that I've been binge watching Friends and that Amanda and Maria both remind me of the characters. And I think your style is very much Phoebe and Rachel mixed Mm. because you have like the kooky element sometimes. Like, remember that blanket you had? My blanket shawl. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a big very point controversial. Of yes. But you wore it over like a super cute little sundress, like the the same one as that little girl had on. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah, I have like um a, a rich toddler style. That's fair. You know what? You, know? you I think you nailed it yeah. on the head. It sounds like you're learning from the teacher. <laughs> you're getting it. But, rich yeah. toddler. <laughs> Shitty I toddler, love shitty, that. Rich, shitty toddler. Yeah. <laughs> brat. Yeah, yeah, brat. yeah it's a brat. I have She's a brat, brat style. Mommy, mommy, look. Look at my look at my dress. Why, I've put this blanket over it. I shall wear it out. <laughs> no one else gets my blanket. <laughs> I don't care how cold you are. But then Amanda also is going to be wearing the Oxfords. Mm-hmm. Like, you're very much like the classic, like, I would say, like, New England vibe, but, like, with... Your long beach twist, right? Mm, You've got wow. like your little bit of Cali in you, where you still have like a quirk. You're and not she's like, like a long. She's like an, a Long Island iced tea with a twist of Long Beach. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, I I think I, I like that. And what I think aspirationally, my style would always be, and I don't always nail it, um, is like classic with like a thrift twist. I think you do nail yeah, that. I think I I see I I see yes like um like like rich kind of new like like rich toddler mixed with a a kooky thrifty twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like J Crew with like one thing from the Goodwill. It's like it, it's <laughs> like if what a, it is. Yeah, it's, it? it's like if a Real Housewives uh like walked through Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Is what I see. but is it you're talking Orange County Housewife or Beverly Hills? Um, there's a or real I would say uh, there is a big difference. I would say. Uh, what's another show where it's just about rich people? Southern Charm. Yeah, Southern Charm. <laughs> I don't but know. No, that you're one. never. You're not in any. of It's those. like a an OC character walked through the rabbit hole. Mm. Now, aspirationally, I feel like I would like to be a little more. I feel like I try to dress kind of classic when I get dressed up. I like yes. a normal kind of a classic silhouette. You know, yeah, you do like you I, like it when it's tight around the waist. I and, like, like a shows and, and leg. leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I do if I had style, I'd, if I had money to have style, I know you don't need money, but I mean uh, money and time and interest and you, the will. Yeah. The will, uh, yeah. The will to shop. <laughs> it's effort. It really mm-hmm. is. I would have like cute like bags with like, you know, uh, I, I would just I would I would. You would do everything. You would. You know who I dress. You know who what I, I who I would dress like is Emma Roberts. Interesting. All right. That's like aspirationally. I think like that's kind I'm of. I'm trying to think of what I. I mean, she would wear like a jean short with like you know a champion sweatshirt and then like a cute bag that looks like a book or something like that. Into it. So cute. You know. Did anyone else see Ocean's Eight? Oh. 
I love how Sarah Paulson dresses in that. It's like a very like high waisted pant, like a, a flare crop pant, Cute. like something like this, and then a little sweater, like a tight fitting sweater, either from like Free People with like a pattern on it. Cute, and it was very cute. And I was like, that's how I want to dress. I Listen. have. You guys can do this. Like, no, I don't have the... Now, I think this is maybe a flaw in me because when I hear like a flared pant, I immediately crawl into myself and go, I can't because I don't want to be looked at. I want no one judging anything I'm wearing. I, I think you're still you're still being Violet from The Incredibles and it's time for you to own the fact that you're a beautiful woman uh, and not trying to disappear. Did she do that in the new movie? She, well, she that's her, her whole thing back. is she literally disappears. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't want anyone I because I heard good things. I would like to see it too, but I just I when I hear like a a flared pan, I think you don't want attention. I do not want attention. <clears throat> I'll get it in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> By wearing no pants. Yeah. I honestly, I'd honestly wa- rather wear no pants than a flared <laughs> pants. Because then I know I, I wouldn't be walking around going, don't, basically when I'm wearing a flared pant, I'm going, these look great, don't they? But when, when I'm wearing no pants, I'm going, I know I'm not wearing any pants, you dumbass. See, I think that's where you're wrong. I don't think caring about your style means you want people to look at you. I think like it just means like, you have a point of view and it's i think yeah. it's truly self-care i do i believe it too i, I feel that. very when i'm when i when you dress, dress up, nice yeah don't i was complimented good? on an outfit the other day and doesn't that feel nice like don't you feel i mean i know that's kind of silly but it is like a form of expression and that's why yeah. i think like you might as well stick to like what you like and not be somebody else necessarily but just like take time at like achieving like whatever image you want yeah, I think that's great. And I think this is a great conversation. I hope our listeners felt it was, yeah. too. Yeah, I hope they're still there. How would you describe your style? Um, oh, God. I I think I'm still a tomboy to a degree. Like, mm-hmm. I don't dress super girly, even when I'm wearing, like, a dress or a skirt. Um, I just love, like, a big T-shirt, a vintage T-shirt, and a cool shoe. I would say you're a Japanese toddler. Oh my god! Wow. Do you guys know Coco Pink That's Princess? That's who you are. You're Coco Pink Princess. She's she's honestly my style icon. You gotta look her up. She's a Japanese toddler with the best street style, like, <laughs> like in the world. Elle magazine just did a whole spread on her. She doesn't dress herself. I, I think she, she does. Might. Coco yeah. Pink Princess. Yeah, I really think she might. I mean, maybe she has some help, but like truly, I can't think of like an adult dressing like this. I think it's truly her. And it's really amazing. Nilo makes a lot of bold choices, but it's oh, always wow. really that well is, done. Nilo, that is you. Yeah, <laughs> Honest to God, Nilo, like I've seen you come out of the apartment like this before. Yeah, man. Like this is brilliant because she's having fun. Yeah, she's like, she doesn't really care and things don't necessarily fit, but she's like just That's loving it. Yeah, I guess I think I'm too late in the game to try and, and, me- and mix up my style. You don't no, need to are you kidding? Late in the game, yeah. You, people, you, you don't need to start at five. Are you having a mental break? No, they'd say she finally got her act together. I'm hoping to do that when I'm a grandma. Just really oh, yeah. find my, yes. like, just really do it. Okay, guys, let's switch gears to the big, big sure. one. Ready. Let's do it. Okay, this is actually came in from um, a listener. So here we go. 
In John Patrick Shanley's Pulitzer Prize and Tony Award-winning 2005 play Doubt, which was filmed in 2008, a strict conservative suspicious nun, who we'll call Sister Merrill, is principal of a Catholic school in the Bronx in the mid-60s. Father Philip is the beloved parish priest who is a progressive and a reformist, which immediately upsets and angers Sister Merrill. But soon, Sister Merrill believes Father Philip is a pedophile who either has abused Donald, a senior in the school's first African-American student, or is about to. When they meet privately, Father Philip vehemently denies Sister Merrill's accusation and says his interest in Donald is to protect a bright boy who is having a tough time in a new school. Unconvinced, Sister Merrill meets with Donald's mother, who will call Mrs. Davis, to try to get her to speak out against Father Philip. But Mrs. Davis won't act on Sister Merrill's suspicions without proof, and concludes that even if Father Philip is abusing Donald, Donald will have more future opportunity if he graduates from Sister Merrill's school in a few months, so they just have to see it through until he graduates. Okay, so... Uh, what would you do? Yeah, this is a tough one. And like, as the mom or as the um. Well, let's do as the as the the. I think we should talk touch on both. Like, yeah. I think as as the mom and as Sister Merrill. And I think I mean, obviously, this is from the movie Doubt, um, inspired by. But I think the greater um, the greater idea that we're going to discuss is like how true. Like, how much do you trust your instincts without proof? In situations like mm-hmm. this. I like that. Which I think is really interesting. <sighs> Nilo, any thoughts to begin with? I think more often than not, you should always trust your gut. Because I think it's more often than not right. But do you think... So in this case, I mean, this is the first African-American student in the 60s mm-hmm. at this school. Obviously, he's going to have more opportunities uh, be, because of the trajectory he's on. And so by calling this out, you are basically... Well, why does the mom not want... What, what? I think she thinks... I mean, uh, I think she thinks that that could bring unwanted attention onto her son who's already right. in under you know a mm, right a, and then there's a whole legal battle probably yeah and you kind of just he's going to graduate in a couple months like let's just i mean does she have a moral obligation to the other students if he is a pedophile to yeah he yes 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 i think i think so 100% but it is kind of i mean this stuff still goes on to a degree. Oh, yeah. You know? But as a mother, what do you think is more important, the short term or the long term, as horrible as that sounds? But I mean... But you're you're speaking about it and assuming that this is a short-term thing and considering that, like, a lot of people who go through, you know, this kind of sexual abuse... It stays with them. It's it's actually quite a long-term thing, and it perhaps will even affect the way that he's a father later on. And, like, you know, I don't think that you can think of it as, like, it's a couple months, it'll be fine. Yeah, I think the mom is wrong, definitely, in that kind of... In her way of thinking. I get that it's, like, between a rock and a hard place, but... I think the boy's, like, um, mental health is more important than his, than 
how he will do in, you know, the future. But also from the mom's perspective, she hasn't seen anything. She's just got some Meryl Streep type looking nun coming up to her saying, I have no proof, but I think this is happening to your son. And the priest is really nice to her son. I think probably part of it is like a little bit of willful ignorance. Like maybe mm -hmm. if I just ignore this, it won't be an issue. It can't be real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... If the I, what, what would you do as the mother if Meryl came up to you and said that? Would you go talk to your boy about it? Um, because then you're putting the I would, but I'm just saying that maybe the question is: Would the boy then like? Would you be if they if it wasn't going on between the two of them? Then would you be severing a tie between you know a mentor and? I know that's that's interesting. Let me quickly read. I didn't read this last little part of the question. I feel okay. like might be good. So although the historical ta- although the historical context is really important, Donald is a poor gay African American kid. I didn't get that it was he was a gay kid from the movie. Did uh, I, I? I haven't seen it in a long time though. In an I all didn't get that either. In an all white private school in the mid sixties, New York, and Mrs. Davis, although devoted to Donald and dedicated to seeing him set up for a better life, has little power over her prejudiced and abusive. husband husband and sister Merrill presents only suspicion and personal belief not evidence does mrs davis make the correct moral decision to leave donald in that environment of potential or possible harm in hopes of future opportunity question mark now and i think it does the time and the setting makes a such a difference in this what was i watching um this was like maybe a year ago i there was some sort of documentary about a principal who was tickling the students what? What was that? I know what you're talking about. Was, was that a documentary from a, on that? Or was it a, in a movie or a TV show or something? I don't remember, but basically it was this principal was tickling the students and then he'd like give them a nickel. If they got in trouble, instead of punishing them, he'd tickle them. Oh. And he said it was innocent. Okay, but we're all agreeing that this is not okay. <laughs> Did you guys see that documentary, Tickled? Yes. Yes. That's not okay. I will never look at tickling the same. Yeah. Tickling's... Uh, it's weird. It does not feel good. It makes me angry. I could uh, I could punch someone if they're tickling me. Like, I honestly feel... it. I have to stop myself from not physically injuring someone who's t- tickling yeah. me. Yeah. Well, Marie and I learned about tickling fetishes the hard way <laughs> when um, during our late night lemonade, our internet talk show... Um, we used to have a segment called Tickle Time, and it was very innocent. It was literally just I would tickle Maria, and and she. I would, vaguely remember mm-hmm. this for like it, like a sign would come on that said Tickle Time, and I'd tickle Maria, and she'd laugh and get mad. Yeah. But then some of those clips ended up online, <gasps> and they made the circuits. Yes, but honestly, oh. that's how I got my first agent. <laughs> <laughs> so you cracked yeah. into that industry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was beneficial. It's worth it, long yeah. term. But back to this oh, yeah. pedophile <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I would at least, I would at least talk to your son and not make the decision for him, but at least make it known that you support what his decision is, and at least open the doors of communication of like kind of just, like, addressing, like, hey, I'm your parent, and I want what's best for you, and I need to know, like, what your situation is, and I think that, as a parent, you shouldn't ignore a warning 
just because you hope it's not true. It, it does seem also, yeah. I mean, the social time and all that aside, that if you get someone coming to you saying, like, I think this is going on, you have an obligation to, like, investigate that. Yes, because in the movie, she does very, uh, she's just like, no, I, it's okay. It's it. But to not, like, I, all of the situation, like the situation surrounding her, the husband who's very overbearing, and then the societal, what it was like at the time. Like, I get that's all there, but personally, as a mother, to do some investigating yourself without going, like, to your husband or even to the kid yet, but kind of like figuring it out on your own, I mean, that's not, I mean, maybe that's the way to go is to do some undercover investigation can go undercover as one of the kids (laughs) new student yeah Yeah. (laughs) um this isn't funny i know it's not um (laughs) i'm just like sorry this one is really intense it's intense very much but 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 uh it's I just think at the end of the day, like, yeah, you have to, you have an obligation to look into that. As an adult in a situation where I would think, you know, I think kids are more impressionable and kids don't necessarily understand that power and like authority can and should be challenged I don't think like in school they are taught that I think it's very much understood that you listen to the teacher in the room or the person who has the authority and so I think by being the parent and being the adult in the situation and your I would think your job as a parent is to just you know unconditionally protect your kid like that is first and foremost like what I would hope as, like when I become a parent, like that's what my goal would be is yeah. to do that. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, what about Sister Meryl, though? What is her... uh, Yeah, is it okay to accuse someone of a serious Mm. crime that could be career-ending and Mm life-ending when you have zero proof and it's just a feeling. And then if you do believe it, what lengths do you go to, you know, to protect that child if you don't have the proof? This is something I've been thinking about recently um, because I've been rewatching The Staircase, which is now on Netflix. Yeah, I just saw that too. And we should do a moral dilemma all based on The Staircase too, because mm-hmm. it's so, I mean, it's just the most riveting true crime yeah. documentary ever made. Um, but the the guy's lawyer um, talks a lot about like the burden of proof being on the prosecutors Mm -hmm. and that it's not guilty or innocent it's guilty or not guilty Mm -hmm. and just because someone there's a verdict that comes back that's not guilty you're not saying they're innocent you're just saying they're not guilty right so i does that protect people and it's hard when there's in this situation it's a child and an adult and like obviously like 
that kind of thing is like so serious that you're almost like, well, it's better to have an adult have his Mm -hmm. life ruined than have risk having a child be molested. So that one to me is like... I guess you got to follow follow your instinct, but this also opens up the conversation to like your um, inherent like bias, yeah, too, and like our kind of prejudices that we all inherently have, and like how important is it to check that as opposed to like make sure nothing bad is happening, right? I mean, I have a problem with like kind of jumping to conclusions. I would say, mm. and I do think that that could quickly happen if I felt like my kid was, you know, in harm's way, I would, like, kind of be blindsided by that. So I do think it's important to investigate. But I guess, like, how, how, truly, how would you, aside from talking to your kid or approaching that adult? Do you guys feel like you have good instincts about if people are guilty or innocent? Um, I think I'm getting better at it. <laughs> You're practicing. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, guilty, guilty. Uh, innocent. Um, no, but I think I, um, I'm getting better at kind of seeing that people can put on a, a certain kind of face, um, you know, where I'm like, oh, but I used to be like, oh, they said this thing, so therefore... I was I was very just forgiving of of um you know oh they said this then they didn't do this but it's like no I kind of get now that people are weird and people are put on masks and they act certain ways and that they that it is very easy to fool one another and so I'm getting a little I'm getting more suspicious of people that's for sure yeah I think that if I was the 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 teacher at the school, the, the sister Merrill. That if I saw something that made me go in my mind enough, like enough of me went, this is weird. I would for sure follow that through because it's not like this inkling that she's feeling. It's like it's if I got that in me at all, right? That's that, a very like. It's not, like, a natural, like, you don't, like, walk around and, like, all of a sudden feel that way about someone. Right. If you're just, if you feel enough of that to go, like, I need to follow this through, then I'm not second-guessing that. I might later in the process, when, like, things are maybe, like, going through the motions and, like, things are actually happening, I'd be like, oh, my God, what did I do? Is this right? But I think getting things in motion would be very much like, no, if I, I see something weird here, so something needs to be done about it, I think. Yeah, I might uh, um, confront the priest because it's one of those things also where I think a lot of times, especially women, your instinct is to not hurt anyone's feelings. Mm -hmm. And they say that like with um, serial killers, too, that a lot of women put themselves in these situations that they're um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And they were taught to kind of quell down and be polite and push down these instincts to the point of you're like, well, why did the woman get in the car? It's like fear. Everyone read The Gift, the gift of, of Fear. fear. I haven't oh, read it, but I I, I... I think I'm too scared. No, too scared to read The Gift of Fear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could see also where you're like, well, what if I'm accusing this innocent man? He's going to hate me. But I think if you could get over that, what would be good to do is to go to the priest and say, hey, buddy, I don't know for sure. I can't prove that you're guilty. And I and if you're innocent, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. But I think you're doing this thing. And I'm going to watch you like a she hawk. She does that. 
Yes. Okay, good. But does but she? He, but he denies it. And so then what do you do? If you some, say, you say, you can deny all you want. I'm putting cameras in. I'm going to watch you. And if you're up to something, I'm going to know about it. Right. Right. I like, you scared me. Yeah. And that was good. Yeah. And I don't know if Meryl has the acting chops to pull yeah, no, off Meryl what I just the did. The way Meryl did it was actually kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> And same with Mrs. Davis. I don't know if she's got the acting chops yeah, to yeah. really. Um, what do you think, Milo? I'm, I, I think you've got to go with your gut. Like I said at the beginning, like I don't think you just feel that way about someone unless they've done something to like rub you in that way. And I really do think people have very strong instincts. Like I don't think that's something that should be ignored at all. I do. You know, there is, like, this whole thing of, like, with, like, a lot of, like, the college kids and stuff and being accused of being, like, of raping someone. And that really, even if they hadn't done anything and they were eventually found not guilty, it still does tarnish their futures. Yeah. And so I, that's the thing that I wouldn't be fearful that somebody would dislike me. I would be fearful that I've, like, punished somebody or or tarnished somebody's reputation over something that ended up being false. I know you'd feel so bad. And this is actually similar to Paisley's episode she did last time, how she didn't want to, she saw two people having sex in a convertible in the middle of her neighborhood. And she was too, she (gasps) felt too bad to call the cops because she was like, well, they probably will get on the sex offenders list. Oh, Um, and this could be, you know, ruin their lives. Right. And you do hear about that. You hear about someone drunk like peeing like drunkenly and then they're on the sex offender yeah because they were close to a school and they had no idea and all of a sudden they're on a sex offenders list right yeah i mean but like that's i mean your other gamble is like this kid gets molested that's that's what you have to weigh what are you what are you you know like an adult who can eventually like you know hope that people will find this like not guilty declaration and like hopefully put aside like this accusation that ended up being false or like i don't know this kid gets molested i think that's a good thing to weigh because in paisley's case like it was like someone sees people having sex in public versus someone gets on a sex offenders list like i could see where you're like well it's not that bad seeing people yeah, have sex in but public but it is it is someone's life i mean it really is you are tarnishing someone's like career now i don't know it's this white male in the 60s well, he's also and he's a, a priest, priest so they would just send him some exactly. shuffle him around Exactly. So it wouldn't be either the his career wouldn't be ruined right in no. the least bit. Did you right. guys watch The Keepers, the documentary yes. on Netflix? Oh my gosh, that was really upsetting. I yes. know, truly so I know. upsetting. And that I was very yeah. It's, I know that was incredible. And one of these th- the things that I'm you know in. I'm consuming so much true crime right now through podcasts and all these docu-series, and I love it. But it does scare me because I'm so easily manipulated to think someone is guilty or innocent. You know, in one episode, I'm like, oh, my God, he's definitely innocent. And then in the next one, I'm like, oh, my God, he's so guilty. And that frightens me. Well, the way I think about it is, like, if someone got far enough where they're on the stand for murder, it's like, that's not... There's cases, of course, where it's like, you know, planting evidence or whatever. But that is the exception to the rule. Like, in the case of the staircase guy, like, 
if your wife has been murdered in your house, ha- like, it's like, I don't know. I think it happens all the time. And, yeah, and, I, and I you have to does. presume innocence. I presume, but I'm just, I'm saying if someone is, is, is charged with murder, that doesn't just come out of nowhere. But did you see Lost Paradise? Um, yes, but, uh, the par- Paradise Lost. Oh, thank the- you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was, Right, but then you, looking at the case of that, you also see that this was a town that was completely consumed by like the fear of God, the fear of but God. In like, the, but that's, I mean, this is that's unfortunately not, that's kind of how a lot of like Middle America is. Yeah, and there is again, it goes that's back their to guiding like, bias. You know what's interesting though about the bias thing is that when I was watching Paradise Lost, um, I was looking at that stepdad guy. And I was going like, well, this guy did it. This guy obviously did it. And then... The one with the long hair? Yeah. yeah. And then when... Smelt a Delta. Right. Exactly, Amanda. <laughs> but then I when was... I watched the follow-up to the the, the, the the next documentary that came out a couple years later, he was like, a lot of people who watched that documentary thought I did it. And he had like cleaned up his act a little bit. And he was like, I didn't do it. And I have actually been like the one leading the charge against like getting, getting these yeah. kids out because... I was wrongfully accusing them. So, like, it really, it's all bias. All of it. And so... Well, and it's just so easy to be convinced one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. also I is... I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah, is what scares me sometimes about these true crime documentaries is that we are not being... We're not in the court getting all the information. And even in the court, you're not getting all the information. Right. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes negotiation going on about what right. is even admissible. Right. And there might be something... Like, Matt was on a murder trial um, in Long Beach. This is before I knew him. Um, he was on trial for murder. He was, <laughs> he was on trial for <laughs> murder. Not guilty. Fine. He was on the jury and um, there was just like this situation. It was kind of like, um, I don't know if it was like gang related, but anyway, um, there he found out later because he bumped into one of the attorneys at the 24 hour fitness that there was this whole, everyone involved was like really hard on cocaine. Like everyone was drugged out, but both sides didn't want that in. And so they left that fact completely out. Oh my God. And he never knew it. And that's just like, um, that's not even that bad. That's crazy. But there's though. stuff like that that yeah. happens all the time. But watching these docu series, I think you are you're not. If I was in the room with one of these people, whether it's like Robert Durst or the Staircase guy or whatever, like you'd get a sense of them. That gift of fear or that that um, instinct that we have, I think, would kind of come out with being around them more so than just I'm being sorry, a third party viewer at something someone else has edited you know what i mean i would hope so yeah because like like you were saying you know you thought it was the stepfather in paradise lost i thought the same thing and that just made me think like oh maybe you can't trust your gut all the time but it is like we're watching this thing through like a lens like it's not like like when i'm in a situation like i grew up in ohio and i feel like I really enjoyed growing up there, but I do think there are so many niceties and politeness that you're raised mm-hmm. to, like, you know, follow and stuff. And and there were so many times where I felt so uncomfortable, and most of the most of the time, I would like find a way to get like out of those situations. But mm-hmm. like, 
I I really do think you have to trust your gut because it's not like what what you see. Like that, what you see. That guy that drove past your house. Remember that story? You were, oh, yeah. You that were, that moment, which like, is it a dream? I don't know. What yeah. happened? This is something that I remember happening. Then it probably happens. But I don't know because like I don't. A I was man drove only, by her house. Not drove by. He was like, I was selling friendship bracelets on my front lawn. Okay, this all sounds real so far. <laughs> yeah, I love making friendship <laughs> bracelets. Um, and I had like a little cardboard stand and this guy bicycled over my friend had just left me. So it was just me at this, like in front of my house and he biked over and said something along the lines of like, you shouldn't be out here by yourself. Like it's dangerous (gasps) or something like that. And it was like a grown man. And, like, I slowly, like, picked up my, like, little stand and walked backwards towards my door because it, like, scared the shit out of me. And I didn't know this man. And Mm -hmm. normally everybody in your neighborhood you know. Yeah. And he was just biking. And he, like, biked, like, in between my lawn and my neighbor's (sighs) lawn and, like, went away. And then later that night there was, like, this, like, child molester guy (gasps) that had been, like, like, turned himself in. Yeah, that's horrifying. Horrifying. And I got, like, chased by, like, an unmarked white van. Like, there are a lot of creepy things that happened, like, in, like, this quiet town that's, like, really supposed to be, like, very safe and, like, you know all this stuff, but, like, you really do, like, have to go with your gut because it isn't, like, it is such, like, a, like, ugh, it's such a feeling that you get that you're, like, this isn't right. Matt and I, when we were in Stock, uh, not Stockholm, when we were in Switzerland, we were on a bus like going I think to the train station we had some of our luggage with us and we were sitting in the back of the bus and we had the luggage like down in the little luggage area it was like like six a foot maybe away from us like we had our eyes on Mm -hmm. it and they stopped and a man got on and he looked a little bit dirty a little bit like strung out in some way but also seemed like maybe he could have had some mental problem Um, and he got on the bus and he was standing in the back by our luggage and he was just eyeing eyeing the luggage and like kind of shifting around and just staring at it and I was like oh my god he's gonna when the bus stops at the next stop he's gonna grab the backpack and run Uh and like without Matt and I didn't even like look at each other or anything but it went on for like a couple of minutes and I was like am I being just you know not a good person because I'm suspecting this guy who's just a little bit different um, or is something really going on here and so I was like I'd much rather hurt this man's feelings Mm -hmm. than have my passport stolen and all of my money. Right. So I looked at Matt and I was like, honey, can you get the map out of the backpack? And then Matt like instantly knew what I was doing. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he grabbed all our luggage and like we just put it on our laps. And sure enough, at the next stop, the guy just like got off. And then later we saw him like pacing around at the train station. So he was totally just like finding a target i think so that's what goes i mean that's when like like racial profiling and stuff like that's where it gets kind of muddy because then you're going like of course you don't want to be biased against people of course everyone's their own person but when people see enough things or they they like get a a feeling of like this doesn't seem right to me right if i tell someone then that's going to be racially profiling them if they aren't what i think they are do you know what i mean well i so it just gets really messy in the um in the book on the Golden State, the Golden State Killer, oh, I um, want to read that. Mich- is it Michelle McNamara, um, she actually addresses this, I think, in a really like elegant way, because she talks about um, 
leaving her house one day and there were these two black teens. I may have talked about this before, but two black teens like in her neighborhood, they were in suits, um, like going door to door, like canvassing. And this was my, this was our neighborhood then. She lived down, she used to be married to Patton Oswald who lived. Oh my God, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And so she was saying like, she just got a ping. Oh, go ahead. No, hold on. How long did she say how long ago this I was? No, okay. I don't know. Okay. But she said she got, it was a while. She's actually passed away. Yes. Yeah. I rem- yeah. But she got a ping of like, something's not right here. And she was like, am I being racist? And like asked yeah. herself that. And so she, she made the choice. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to give these people the benefit of the doubt. And then, um, she gets home later and her neighbor comes over and he's like, I was robbed today. And it was the boys. Right. But is it, this is what I'm, I'm wondering, did she still do the right thing? Because yeah, her neighbor got his flat screen stolen. But if those guys were innocent and she had called the cops on them, like in something awful, African American kids are getting shot all the time. So I feel like in that way, but you're 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 suppressing your instincts. But this is the thing. She also said that she she did suppress. She knew just like them being black aside, she felt something about their body language yeah. that was suspicious. So I right. think it's air on, uh, to me, it's like air on the side. I, the thing is, I get next door notifications. This is a neighborhood app. Mm-hmm. I get them all day, every day with all the white people in Pasadena. Well, they're not all white. <laughs> Some of them are like Asian and, you know, yeah, all around the color spectrum. But everyone is always like, there's a black man in a car. There is a Mexican man in a car parked on right. the street. And, and it's, it's just like, like you have to look okay. at the, that's the thing. What, not, was, what was the action? What was like yeah, the thing aside from you like, can't just call the you can't right. just send out an alert to everyone in your neighborhood because there's a Mexican man in a beat up car like parked. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think it definitely has to do with you shouldn't suppress your instincts. Um, you know, I'm not looking at if there's a person that I've never seen in, in the neighborhood. Me, I'm not automatically going like, what's this? What's going on here? But if I'm noticing something shifty about them, if there's something that just internally I go like, huh, mm-hmm. and it can be the smallest thing, then I should listen to that. And I'm not going to, to kind of question that and be like, well, is it because he's black or whatever? Well, I think it's okay to to run that through your head. Yeah. yeah. I'm just scared of everyone, so I yeah. don't think I could ever be, like, I don't think I could ever racially profile someone. Yeah. I'm also very scared I'm of just, white men. Yes. I, the only one I'm not scared of is women. Killers. Yeah, white men are I'm killers. afraid of larger women. Like, angry larger women. <laughs> you mean, like, okay. Like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that kind of woman? Um, Do you know what I mean? I just, you know any woman about? without a bra who's outside of the Vons. Yes. I'm scared oh of her. God. Yes. Um, but you know what? That being said, like, we all, like, grew up, well, you're from Ohio, but we've all, like, lived in Los Angeles for a long time. Like, we're used to diversity. There are people who probably shouldn't trust their instincts, honestly. Like, are, there are some people with bad instincts. They're, uh yeah no i uh, sure or and, they uh, it's not instincts exactly, as much as, as like bias right yeah, but I even like race an instinct i think it's more of like this um i don't know how to say it but it's like this sheltered slash like it, yeah it's like, just going like it's yeah it's it's i think instinct is something undeniable i think 
that kind of feeling is but like you, when we were in Sweden. Remember, oh, and we oh my were God. On the bus? I remember this so vividly. We were in. Um, this is right before I met up with you. Guys. Yes. Yeah. We were in Gothenburg. Yeah. And we were on the bus and this very tall man in like a, a suit kind of got on the bus. He was like like a Javier Bardem, but he, like Ooh, overgrown. Yeah. He, I thought he was kind of like I, lean. I thought he was like firm. Oh, yeah. He, was, he might different. have been. Uh, but he got on the bus and immediately, immediately. Like, my guard went up, and I didn't know Amanda's had gone up until afterwards, but it was, like, an immediate, like, whoop, like... Because he was, his body language was opened up, turned directly at us, and he was eating us up with his eyes. Yes. (gasps) And staring at our shopping bags. (gasps) It was, and it was just so, just a visceral feeling of... Ba- like this right. is a like you feel like this like like yeah. kings in your body yeah yeah this is also and and we didn't say anything but i think we both kind of you know clenched our purses yeah. mm-hmm. this is also like when i was on the train i get robbed everywhere i go and if <laughs> oh, i'm not getting robbed it's someone is tried to rob me and i got lucky i get tried to punch by wonder, homeless people everywhere i go so <laughs> i in New York, that happened to me one time, and it scared the shit out yeah. of me. But I was on a train. This is like in a Europe trip I did when I was in my early 20s. And this is like I had already been robbed um, once on the trip um, by a bunch of teens on a train in Paris <laughs> on Christmas Eve. And then so this was my teens. so this is my second leg. I'm in Barcelona. I'm on the train. Um, Are you by yourself? I was by myself going to the airport and I just um, you know it's a crowded train I get this whiff there's a man that comes to stand next to me he's like a handsome man with like a pink button up shirt he's like dressed really nice and I just get this whiff of cologne like Uh really strong cologne and I'm just thinking like something's off here Um, and I look over and I look down and his hand is in my purse and he's rifling around why let me just ask you this if you're a pickpocket why would you wear cologne I think it's because he's trying to seem like an elegant businessman, but it was all wrong. Yeah. You know? Huh. And I, I said, get the hell out of here. Get your and I started paws. screaming, I'm being robbed. I'm being robbed. But in Europe, no one gives a shit if you're being yeah. robbed. Right. They're just like, don't even look up from their cell phones. That's so did crazy. he get, he didn't get anything. And he just went like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And like got like off the train. my hand must have slipped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like this woman's crazy. She's yelling at me. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. by that point, I'd already been robbed once. And it was like, rob me once. Shame, Shame on, on you. you. Rob me twice. <laughs> Something similar happened to Justin and I when we were in Cuba is like, but I think I'm just like so paranoid that I've been like lucky that nothing's happened, but there have been so many like close calls, but we were walking and it wasn't even that late at night, but we were just like walking. We kind of got to a part of town that was like a little bit like underdeveloped and it was just like there weren't that many streetlights and like it was night. So we were just like, mm, like, let's turn around. Let's go back yeah. towards our Airbnb. So we turned around and as soon as we turned around, I felt this guy start walking with us Oof. basically. Ugh. And I was like, it's fine. Like, everybody that we had met in Cuba thus far had been, like, wonderful. And they were, like, very conversational with us. Like, oh, you guys are Americans. Like, thank you for coming to our country. Like, what about that election? Like, all this shit. Right. And so it was, like, we felt very safe. But And I, like, didn't question anybody aside from, like, thinking, like, they just wanted to sell me something. Mm -hmm. Like, it was never, like, anything, like unsafe but this guy started following us and I like got such a bad feeling and so we like we're starting to walk towards home and 
um, I was like, Justin, like, I, I don't, I didn't know that he noticed the guy. And I was like, Justin, let's like, just cross the street. Let's cross the street real fast. And we crossed the street, like in the middle. And the guy followed us like in the middle and like, was like cutting through like people to keep up with us. And I was like, Justin, this guy's totally following us. And he like turned around and he's like, no, he's not. And I was like, yes, he is. And so like, we started like walking faster and like weaving and the guy started weaving and following us faster. And then like, we got to our street and I was like, quick. And we like turned and like the guy started coming and we had made friends with the, um, with the door guy at one of the bars that was right next to our Airbnb. He became like our really good friend. And, um, we were like, Hey, Belle, like, how are you? And the guy like ran away. Cause like we like, <sighs> but like he was totally coming after us and I don't know like what he had, but he seemed like angry and he seemed like very determined to like catch up with us. And I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. I have so many stories like this. Right? Like endless stories of Yeah, like I this. mean I have the I have the man punching me in the subway in New York. Remember when I ducked down when a guy uh-huh. just a guy well, That and, is something you yeah. should trust your yeah. instincts about. Yeah, when I, you're I, being I instinctively ducked to the ground like I was Spider Man. Um but I think the moral of the this discussion is you know, be aware of your biases that you have, but also trust your instincts and you have to protect kids. Bottom line, I think. Yeah. And like, you, yeah, yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Final, final um, answer? Yo, yeah. I know we got a little off track. Oh, yeah. No, but I think it was all thing. about bias and kind and, and instincts. Yeah. So I think it was and like suppressing yeah. that yeah. feeling because you feel bad, but it's like, it's not like, I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you start a conversation and get proven wrong hopefully or send an innocent man to jail but i would rather send an innocent man to jail than have a child molested i think that is for damn sure that's where i stand um do you have the listener big one or um have you sent it to me after all those conversations i know i I could talk on and on about this really fucking crazy and just being like a woman you do have to be on guard i think i think so too Okay. okay, so here is our dear big one. Listener. Oh, no. <laughs> big one. <laughs> okay, I've been seeing this girl and I like her, but she's got this one spiky hair that sticks out of her right nostril. It's incredibly gross and distracting. When she speaks, it's all I see. When we get physical, I feel a little repulsed. I realize this makes me sound pretty petty, but I've always placed a lot of importance on personal grooming and hygiene. So my question is, should I tell her what's bothering me? And if so, how do I do it without hurting her feelings? Thanks, a Malaysian listener. Oh, this my sounds God. weird that they I'm horri- wouldn't. I'm so horrified. You gotta get it while she sleeps. <gasps> <gasps> what if she wakes up and you snip her nose? That's the price you pay. I think you don't tell. You just maybe take a tweezers and just get it out, girl. You can't do That's that. Hurt. You're gonna get arrested. <laughs> I mean, can you tell her this is my worst nightmare? It's like telling someone they have bad breath. But if you're dating them, I think. Yeah, I think there is, like, a difference between, like, I don't, like, your walls should be down, right? Like, you should be able to tell somebody this. Like, I don't know, did they say how long they've been dating? It's just been a couple what? Um, it says, um, I've been seeing this girl and I like her. Okay. So so it seems like they're not 100% official yet, but they've, you know, gone on a couple dates. I wonder if he could groom his nose 
and be like, hey, it's fun. Why don't you give it yeah, a try? That's I what mean, I, I'm wondering. Because like, even if she thing. sees right through it, then at least it's a polite way to do it. Yeah, but is, isn't that kind of being a little passive aggressive yeah, where you're just going, I, I want to get, I want to get. this thing that's in your nose and she'll go what 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 just hold on a minute and then just get it and then i mean pulling a tooth do they have have mutual friends that like a girlfriend could tell the girl it's just i mean do you want everyone talking about her nose that would be worse so i i actually think maria is onto something with just like like okay so i used to have um an ex-boyfriend of mine and he had a crooked tooth Mm -hmm. and i like I actually like I love people's little flaws. But not this one. No, I like I loved <laughs> this one. Was- I loved the crooked tooth. I I really did. Um and I just like love like men's little flaws. Like I always think they're really cute and I latch onto them and like I like it. Ew, but you I, latch onto their flaws. <laughs> I latched onto the little Amanda on a snaggle yeah, tooth. I latched onto that tumor. little tooth. Amanda's like a little tumor on But I wonder flaw. if there's a loving way where you can be like, baby, you got a little nose hair. Like in a sweet way. That's more that of like so passive aggressive because then again no, no, no. it's so and large. then you think clipping it while she's sleeping. Not is while not she's sleeping. Not while she's sleeping, but going like you need to take care of that. I, I me, I would not like that directness. I wouldn't like like a like a playful little like. Obviously, it's been there the whole time they've been seeing each other. So now, why all of a sudden is he seeing it? Being like, "Hey, what's that on your nose?" I know what you do. You get one of those electric nose hair tri- nose hair trimmers, and you go, "Hey, look what I just got!" You know, uh, yeah. this feels so funny. Oh my gosh, you gotta so feel this, funny, and but- then you stick it up her nose before she can say no. Yeah. I that's I'm all for doing it before she can say anything. Well, but isn't that what I said? Is like say that it's like a fun, th- like this is cool. Yeah, that's a yeah. Hero said. I get, yes, yeah. yes. I mean, uh, I you can d- take one of two routes here. You can do it against Yell her will, <laughs> or you can say it's a fun, a fun game. Would you like <laughs> a game? Hey, you yeah. want to play a game? Yeah. Well, where do you guys stand on telling someone their breath is bad? If it's your boyfriend, or is it your someone you're dating? You honestly just break up with them. No, I mean, is it a chronic bad breath thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say I would definitely say. I something. feel comfortable saying that to somebody that I'm dating. Same with me, and I would want to know. Mm-hmm, I would right. definitely want to know. I agree. I think that's. I think that's kind of where it lands. Is like. If you would want them to say it to you, that's kind of how you have to judge the situation. Yeah, that's you know? fair, and I think we're all being pussies. Not me. I know, but I'm you're. I pussy. think you just need to say, "You have a nose hair. Can I trim this?" Yeah, that's for good. You? That's the perfect way to Not do it. Not saying this has been bothering me for years. No. Just say like. I think it is kind of polite to act like you've just noticed it being like, that's, you have a nose hair. Can I get that? Okay, well, that's, that's not white, acting. That's a white lie. That's Yeah, fine, right? it's not, but it's not saying like, hey, I just noticed. No, like, no, you no. You don't do any of that. It's you just, just don't go, say, I wrote into a podcast about this. No, no, no. But maybe you do. You go, hey, let's listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Now, no. Now, I will say one thing I've been working on and I've gotten a lot better at since doing this podcast is telling people when they have food in their teeth. But I told Amanda she had food in her teeth, but then I re-listened to an episode that we had done where we talked about that, where she said her pet peeve is when she's still eating and someone says she has food in her teeth. I didn't know you were still eating. Oh, no. Uh, I just mean, like, mid-sandwich. I'm not saying, like, I might have another chip in it. Okay, well, minutes. you said to me when I told you, you said, well, I'm still eating. <laughs> and I, I had every right. <laughs> I'm just saying I apologize for that. But I was trying to do what we had talked about on the podcast. Oh, no. And I I still appreciated it. 
Um, it's hard for me to tell people they have food in their teeth. Really? Yes, it's very hard. That's surprising to me. I feel like you're pretty open about things and direct. I know, but especially, I, I, I could with like you two, but like with a, an acquaintance or someone with status over you, like an oh, elder. Oh no, I would never. I would never. You can't. Then you're an asshole. No, you See, have I, to. I really, like, when it comes to something like that, I feel like I feel almost more comfortable saying it to somebody who I'm, I don't know. Excuse me, your honor. <laughs> you have something in your teeth. I bet he would, your honor, he or she would appreciate that. Yes. I've started tucking people's tags in. Like, I do that. Like, that, like, in a line or something. From oh, somebody. I don't. Do- I don't know. <laughs> I don't do that I'll in a line. I'll just be like, I'll, like, tuck it in and be like, your tag. Like and then wow. I'm like, oh, I haven't turned off set mode, right? right. But I have yeah. a very, I I feel the need to do that. So, oh, I, feel I pull the need hairs to do that. off people. Sometimes they don't even notice. They roll their entire wig. <laughs> I pull right you off their roller. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's wrap this up then because I got to get to this dumb audition. Yeah, well, Nilo, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was honestly a really fun... I'd love to... We should go out and get a drink sometime soon and we can talk about more of our our little... um, Scares. Episodes. Our little episodes. Yeah, Yeah. woman episodes. We could do a whole deep dive on this. Yes, we could. Yes, we should do one episode where we all sit in a circle, me and like you and you and then a couple other girls and we talk about our close calls. Oh, I know. Good. Yeah. That's a good podcast. Close calls with Marie and Amanda. Yeah. Remember the time in the staircase at the ho- in Hollywood? Yes. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. won't go into it now. We'll save it. It was Hollywood save. and Highland. I'll give you the scene. It was Hollywood and Highland. Yes, <laughs> that's the scene. That's it. Um, and uh, Neela, where can people find you online? I know you've got an Instagram account that is rife it's with, poppin', with baby. beautiful yeah. images. Twerking you also do col- videos. collages uh, that you can do on commission for people. Sure. These are beautiful They're collages. They're beautiful collages, but uh, it's uh, at Nilo Nori? Yes, sorry. It's N-E-E-L-O-N-O-O-R-Y. Can, That's my name. Yeah. That's and, her name, yeah. And uh, so check that out on Instagram. Tweet us at the Big Ones Pod um, on Twitter, and then email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. Join our Patreon, because it's so cool. And you get 10% off merch. And I think that's it. So till next time, thanks for listening to The Big One. You do it too, oh. Mila. Ready? So until next time, thanks for listening to The Big One. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.